Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also make you feel totally in control? Enter Conair Girlbomb. They're like your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results, made just for us. From the ultimate girl bomb grip to the professional grade blades, say goodbye to settling for less. With Conair Girl Bomb, you get the precision and power that used to only be exclusive to men's tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb, available at Walgreens. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. I've heard that there's a house that has some bodies in the basement. Somebody told you that Shakaya was a victim of human trafficking? And come to find out this is like it exploded into this huge thing. I knew. I just knew something was wrong. Police say 33-year-old Jared Bridegan was shot dead. I kept calling his phone during the drive. Gunned down in front of his two-year-old daughter. It's a murder that stunned Jack's Beach neighbors. His murder has attracted national attention, with investigators saying he was targeted. Eventually, a police officer answered and told me to come to the police station. Justice is something that takes different shapes or forms. If you know something, heard something, please, it's never too late to do the right thing. So I'm Deanna Thompson, AKA Body Movin'. And I'm John Green. For about a decade, Deanna and I spent a lot of time on the internet, especially in the underbelly of the internet, trying to identify and get animal abusers arrested. We spent countless hours scouring the dark web, helping catch predators. We spent over a year and a half trying to get law enforcement to take us seriously about a man that was killing cats online, and he was threatening to move on to kill humans, and that was Luca Magnata. Yeah, you might've heard about the Netflix special called Don't Fuck With Cats. That's us. Well, now we're turning our online investigative skills to some of the most unexplained, unsolved, and just ignored cases. This is True Crimes. The production of iHeartRadio and KT Studios. At the end of our last episode, we were learning about a couple new players in the missing persons case of Shakaya Blue Harding. One person of interest was a man named Rico. So, of course, I have to look at a Rico Wallace, right? Who's this guy, right? So I did a search for Rico Wallace. The first thing that popped up was Tammy Bear comes out. Tammy posted a lengthy post and she said, you know, Shakaya was at Tumbleweed here in Billings where she met Rome Big Day and Rico Wallace. Rico spent three months grooming her before she disappeared. Okay. I've got to get information about Rico Wallace, right? And this... uh. Rome Big Day. 
so Rico Wallace, right? He's got several Facebook profiles. None of them have any information on them except for he spells his name differently in all of them, whatever. So I was like, all right, let me just do a general Google search, right? And I found out he is in the Yellowstone County Jail right now with a sexual intercourse without consent charge. He has not been tried. He's still in like county jail. And it made me start thinking like, is it possible if he knows where Shakaya is, is it possible that he will exchange information for like a, a plea, right? And it got me worried like, oh my God, we're right in the middle of this because this is happening right now. So we've been digging into both Jared Bridegan's murder and Shakaya Blue Harding's disappearance for a while now. And we found some really interesting information that may lead us somewhere. Yeah, there's a lot of like threads that we need to pull at. Some are probably dead ends and maybe a waste of time, but there are a few really good ones that look promising. So I think what we need to do is get more information on Shakaya and we need to get on the phone with her older sister, Shawnee. I'd really like to talk to her about the man Shakaya was hanging out with right before she disappeared, Rico Wallace. I have Shawnee on the line with us. Hi, Shawnee. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How about you? I'm at work. I'm like stressing out. (laughs) I'm going to go on mute now and then just so you know, uh, just because I'm at work. Okay. It's noisy. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So uh, real quick, we just kind of wanted to get you kind of fill you in on what we've been doing. We have been like scouring the internet for everything we can find, looking for things. Uh, We've been trying to reach out to people to speak with them. These are just like social media profiles and like links to the official investigation and a lot of stuff about Rico. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, because and another guy named uh, Romello Big Day. What can you tell us about him? Well, they call him Liz. Right. On the streets. He was also part of the Tumbleweed gang. When we first started looking for Shakaya, he was sitting across the street. And I don't know if he just knew that we were looking because we had passed by a couple times, but he was kind of avoiding us. When we asked him if he knew who Shakaya was, he straight out, like flat out refused that he knew anything about her. When later, came and the investigation investigation started rolling out more he did in fact know her so were rico and him friends as well or associates from what i can gather they worked together yeah that they teamed up mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know he's not a good guy so i i kind of wondered if him and uh rico were in cahoots you know what i mean yeah from what i understood he uses um him to help him recruit locally Oh, you mean Rico uses him. Yes, you're right. Because Rico's from San Diego. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That is the conversation that she had with Aaron Peterson. This is just what Aaron told me. So I don't know what is actually true. But he said, Shakaya told him she was going to meet Rico and they were going towards North Park. And so when he couldn't convince Shakaya to not go, he gave her a a knife. I think what it was. A knife to protect herself. So she was going to go talk to Rico. Aaron mm-hmm. tries to talk her out of it and say, don't go see him. She goes anyways, right. and he gives her a knife saying, here, take this as protection. Mm-hmm. 
And is that the last time she's seen or is she seen after that? Yes. So if what her friend Aaron is saying is true, and this is totally not substantiated yet, then she was scared enough of Rico and Romello to bring a knife to their meeting. From what we can gather from talking to Shawnee and Shakaya's social media accounts, she was friends with Rico and Romello. The nature of the relationship is not completely clear. After our conversation with Shawnee, I went and did my own research, which I shared with you. There's two different accounts of her going missing. One is that she was last seen at Tumbleweed getting into a, like a red truck. And another, from Yellowstone County Sheriff's, she was last seen um, on Buena Vista Drive. And there's all these people that are in her daily life, right? There's Aaron, there's Rico, there's Romello. And we don't really know exactly what roles those people played in her life. Rico is in jail right now for rape. Sexual assault, right? So, okay, now I got to look at Rome Big Day, right? Well, this is creepy. So, I started looking at him this morning, and he has several profiles. He um, says he's a digital artist, like he's um, a rapper, okay? And all of his profile photos are of a rapper named Polo G. So, he's got one account, and it's called Romello Big Day. That's his, like, full name. And on that profile, he's sharing a bunch of, like, pictures and whatnot from a guy named Mello the Don, right? And that triggered me because Don is, like, you know, mafia boss, right? So I went to Mello the Don, and sure enough, on that web, on that Facebook page, he shared his Montana Department of Corrections identification card, like a freaking moron, all right? And, and I mean, I'm like, are you kidding me right now? It's got his DOB, his full legal name, his photo, like what he looks like, um, his address, like everything. All right. So wow. he's got those, those two profiles. I go back yep. to Romello Big Day's profile. And at, when I went back, the name changed. What? The name changed. He changed his name on his Facebook page while I was looking at it. And I'll tell you what, if anybody knows about our Luca investigation, the deja vu <laughs> that I got from 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 yeah. that happening, it blew I mean, I I I texted you immediately, right? And yep. I said, I can't believe this just happened. I'll tell you about it tonight. Like it freaked me the heck out. And I didn't like anything on his page. I didn't do anything. You know what I mean? I looked. I'm like, did I there, accidentally yeah, there's no way he would have known somebody. Was no way. No way. I looked at my activity log on Facebook and I'm like, did I accidentally, you know, did he? Anyway, nothing. He changed it while I was looking at it to Polo Capilot. And I'm like, okay. So I did a Google search for a Romello Big Day. Dude, this guy's not a good guy. He has several <laughs> charges of sexual assault. Several. Wow. Yeah. So. I don't know if he's part of this or not, but Shakaya was hanging around with him at Tumbleweed, according to Tammy Bear Comes Out, her mother. Okay, so today would be day three for our search into Shakaya. Uh, something interesting happened. Um, earlier, 
uh, body came across a comment on Facebook by a person by the name of Michael. And uh, it said, I seen a story on Facebook yesterday about girls going missing from Billings. One got away and told a story of about 20 or so girls being kept against their will. If she went missing around Billings, Montana, it might be worth looking into. Now, Sophie, which I believe is a relative of Shakaya, responded, Yes, we have heard about a house way out on Grand, but I haven't gotten the exact location. I hear they have a house way out there that they have been keeping women. Deanna felt like this was very important, so she actually reached out to the producers over at KT Studios. She sent them an email asking about this house, if there's any relevancy or if there's any importance. And shortly after that, Body and I started getting text messages from Stephanie at KT. She sent us a text with four images. Three are of a house and some vehicles. And the fourth image, she says, Hi, it's Stephanie at KT. Nice speaking with you. Here are the photos I mentioned. You'll notice that to the left of the front door, there's a round camera. Those are the cars parked next to it and the school up the street. So, John, we went to CrimeCon in Vegas. And as part of CrimeCon, we were kind of in the green room, um, you know, getting ready to go do our, our talk on OSINT and stuff. And um, in the green room, uh, Stephanie Lidecker and Courtney Armstrong approached me. And Stephanie from KT Studios was talking about wanting to work together on a project in the future. And I was like, yeah, you know, and I gave her my contact information. And I'm really like public about like my passion for getting awareness out about the MMIW uh, movement. And I think through that, you know, we, we kind of hooked up. So KT Studios, you know, there's Stephanie Lidecker, Courtney Armstrong, Jeff Shane, and Andrew Arnell. They did their own show on MMIW, all right? And it was called The Missing and Murdered in Montana. And through that, they hired an investigator named Mike Toth. Well, in 2019, the producers from KT Studios went to Billings, Montana, and they looked at that house that we were interested in. And they were able to get photos, but they weren't able to get the exact address because it's like a weird, it's like a weird little building. In the summer of 2019, the KT Studios team went to Billings, Montana and heard about this same house. They were able to obtain photos of it, but we still don't have the address. So this is my forte. This is where I'm good at. I'm good at finding locations, specifically using Google Maps. So the, 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 the comment that Body found on Facebook, Stephanie sending us this picture saying, yes, there's a house we've been looking for. We think this is one where the girls were missing. So I asked her, I said, the white building we're looking for is near the school up the street. And Stephanie says, yes. So I log on to, I'm actually on my cell phone at this time because I've gotten the text message. So I go on to Google Maps and I go to Billings, Montana, and I just do a search for schools. So I start looking at all the schools in the satellite image of Google Maps. And I spent probably about 30 minutes and I could not find that specific school in the picture that stephanie sent us so then i went back and look at the picture again i said well this kind of looks like a school but i see a pool looks like a playground some orange slides i think this may be a park or a community center so i went back on google and just did a quick google search 
Billings, Montana parks with pools. And literally the first result came up to me for a park in Billings called South Park. So I go to my Google Maps, type in South Park in Billings, Montana, and sure enough, there's a park. So I zoom in at the satellite, and sure enough, I can see this pool with the orange slides in it. And right across the street, which looks like it's on 6th Avenue South and South 30th Street, it looks like where the picture was taken that Stephanie sent us. She is telling me that house is somewhere around this area. So now I'm frantically on Google Maps looking for this white house. And it's not a really good image. It's not the full house. What you see is a white kind of dilapidated house. You see a small concrete pad in the front and a small sidewalk le leading to the city sidewalk and some grass. The other images show some vehicles which look like they're parked either behind or to the left of this building. So when I'm in Google Maps and I'm in the satellite view looking down, I start looking for roofs that are that same clay adobe color. So I reach out back to the staff at KT Studios and I said, is this house here? And Stephanie says, yeah, I believe so. And I said, well, this actually isn't a school what you sent us, it's actually a park. And she goes, really? She goes, maybe maybe I'm confusing some things. And then Jeff chimes in and goes, well, let me reach out to the private investigator we have up in that area who's been helping us. Maybe he can give you some more information. At this point, I am, I can't get this white building out of my mind. I am frustrated that I can't find it because that's what I do. I find locations. I found the park, South Park, found the pool with the orange slides. Why can't I find this house? I won't be able to stop thinking about this house. I won't be able to sleep until I find the location of this white building. And the unfortunate thing is I promised my wife I would take her out to dinner tonight. So I desperately wanted to talk to the private investigator so I could find out if he knew the location of this white building and what importance it was. Let's stop here for a break. We'll be back in a moment. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com iHeart and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com iHeart. Identity theft protection starts here. 
Hey guys, LeVar Arrington here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before or check out the fully redesigned tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with new available tech this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a toyota truck you buy toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com toyota let's go places. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to women take the mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. So before we connect to private investigator Mike Toth to follow up on the White House of Montana, can we quickly talk about Jared's case? Yeah. We know that Jared and his ex-wife Shana had a really contentious relationship even after their divorce. They were constantly battling over money, custody of their twins, and lots of other things. We also know, according to Kirsten, that Jared's ex-wife, Shana, and her family are really concerned about their public image. And despite the fact that Shana said that she was staying in Florida after Jared's murder, Kirsten says Shana and the twins are moving, though she doesn't know where. This is really helpful information about what's happening now, but I really think we need to map out Jared's last hours. So Deanna and I are looking at a map. She went in and took some of the locations that are important to the Jared case, i.e. his house, the ex-wife's house, the location of the crime, and things like that. But what she also did is she actually outlined on the map, like the route he would have taken from the house to where the incident happened and other things. And this is really great for us to understand. It kind of gives a timing issue. Okay, he left ex-wife's house at this time it would have taken them x amount of minutes to get to this location where this happened so what i did was i started at the ex-wife's house where he dropped off the children and i just i just like zoomed out right of the map and said which way would he have traveled right i just drew it out there's only really like one way to go to end up at sanctuary boulevard right it's interesting. It like. Yeah, it's interesting when you look at the neighborhood of Sanctuary Boulevard, there's only one way out. So, I thought that was interesting. 
But anyway, so I marked the location of the crime scene. I watched a bunch of videos, like news clippings, and I saw... This is the one that says next to driver's side door, right? Yeah. And if you look, you can see the sign. The street, the yield. Oh, the pole, it's leaning kind of dead. It's kind of yeah. leaning, right? Yep. And so I just wanted to verify what Kirsten told us. I mean, I, I obviously I believe her, but I just want to verify, right, on my own. So I watched all the news articles and they showed this. And this is actually Jared's car from that night. And it's parked right next to that sign. Like, it's right there, right? Wow. And you can see, if you look yep. at the front tire, the passenger side tire, it's kind of diagonal with that sign. So it's right in front of that sign, right? It's not past it. It's not, it's before the sign. So that's where I marked the shooting uh, pin on the map. And it's, so it's 2.26 miles. So in the neighborhood, you would drive 25, 30 miles an hour, right? Yeah. And to go that, it would take you somewhere between five and 10 minutes to get from the house to the location. I would, right? I, you know, when I, when I mapped it out in the Google Maps, it said something like 12 minutes. Because it's, it's, it's all neighborhood, which, which is interesting to me because there's a, a massive way to get there from like a main road that he totally avoids. But according to Kirsten, his wife, this is the route he took all the time. And it is an odd route. So in an, a news article from News 4 Jacks, police officer said, I'm asking if you were along this roadway of South Beach Parkway that leads to the on-ramp to JTB, which is the J. T Turner Butler Boulevard, or from Jackson Drive coming down Sanctuary Boulevard turning onto JTB, please give us a call. It does not matter if you saw something or you didn't see anything, we're asking if you were in the area to call us. And they're looking for anybody in the area between 7.15 and 8 p.m. And the reason that's important is Jared presumably dropped the kids off at the ex-wife's house at 7, around 7.30, all right? So if they're looking for somebody from 7.15, they're theorizing that somebody was getting set up around that time. Right. Like they're parking their truck. They're, you know, putting the tire out, whatever, or getting ready to they're getting in position and they want to know, did you see any, anything? So I thought that was interesting. So on the map, that is the route uh, in, in like the teal blue. And I thought and this is important because this is either the escape route or it's the way they came in. And I feel like if we know where the surveillance cameras were that captured the three videos that were released, then we'll be able to figure that out. I think that would be a good thing. The, the surveillance videos were captured on Setter Boulevard. Oh my God, okay, I need to, I need to freak, I'm so freaking out. Okay, so if he <laughs> or she is leaving the crime scene and they take, oh, you can't, that's only one way. Talking about is the, the there's a, a video that the police have of a Ford F-150 truck that happens to be missing 
the tire that matches the tire that was left at the scene. In this video, the front passenger tire is obviously a spare tire. It doesn't match the other three. So in the 1202 video, that front passenger tire is a spare tire. You're absolutely right. That could be the tire that was left at the scene, right? Right. I'm like freaking out too much. Yeah. Take a deep breath. So remember last week when we were talking about this and I was like, how do we know that there, it was the, it was a tire left in the way and not just the, the truck, right? Well, now we know. Now we know. Because if, if it was a truck that was like in distress with its hood up or something, that person in the truck would not be able to get back up to Shutter Avenue heading west by leaving Sanctuary Boulevard the way it was facing. It would have to make a U-turn. Which would, the vehicle, if the vehicle was parked there where the tire was, acting like they're changing the flat tire, their direction would have been southbound, which would have taken them to Sanctuary Boulevard, where your only option is to make a right and get on the J-Turner Boulevard. Unless, like you just said, you do an illegal U-turn and go back up Sanctuary. And that's totally possible, right? So... I was thinking about where the heck was this truck. While the person was, you know, putting the tire, while they were hiding, and there's only a couple places. Now, if you actually go to an, um, a terrain map, like where you can see the trees and all that good stuff, if you look at the satellite view, there's cars parked in the grass there and on the, in, in, in the cul-de-sac, right? So the person could have parked their truck there, walked across that lane, hid in the bushes, like literally. Jared's coming, he's gonna be there in a minute. He's gonna be there in, in 10 seconds. There's no other cars behind him. He puts a tire out, hides again, right? Boom, boom, boom. Runs back, leaves the tire, runs back to his truck, heads north on that little road and makes a right on Jacksonville Drive yep. and heads right back home. Additionally, there's another place that he could have parked, or he or she could have parked, and that is to the right of the crime scene. There's another neighborhood with a cul-de-sac. It's important for the listeners to know that all these roads are no parking because they're like tiny. There's, you, they're, they're basically one-way roads. If a car is coming at you, you're gonna have to like pull over to get out of the way. You're not going to be able to park a car on any of these roads. And if you look on the satellite view, the neighborhood to the right of the crime scene, this person would have to go through all those trees, right? Backyard, the, basically. <laughs> well, the house that's at the end of the cul-de-sac, there's nothing else there. That's all open. There's no fence. I looked. There's no fence. There's nothing. So they could have gone up this, the road to the wooded area and gone in there and done it that way, right? But, but what's more plausible? I tend to agree with you, but I also feel like it's more noticeable on America Way. So you could park on America Avenue. 
there are some trees where you could have parked where your car, that truck, if it was parked there, couldn't have been seen while you're driving out sanctuary. You walk around the trees, you're at the location. Those are my two locations that I thought were interesting. Obviously, I know nothing. I don't know what is correct. And I, it is that does it help at all? Not really, because I'm sure the police have queried all these homeowners for their surveillance cameras, their ring doorbells, their nests, everything, right? Um, it's just surprising to me that in such a nice neighborhood, there isn't more surveillance, you know? Um, but you mentioned something interesting to me last week about laws in different states. My friend had a security company system, and they have cameras. And the security company system tells you you can't point your cameras outside your property lines. I guess it's their rule, and it all came back to me. And so he was switching out the security company cameras and putting in wing cameras. Later that night, it all came back to me like, oh, now I remember. So it's a three-letter security company, ADT. If you buy their security camera system and it's installed on your house, they don't want their, they have access to your cameras, so they don't want to be able to look into other people's houses. Gotcha. I just don't understand how there's no surveillance of the street at all. So what do you think happened to the truck? Well, I don't know. I mean... Does it have license plates? It just doesn't make sense to me that in the whole city, the whole way back to the route that they would have had to go to get from the crime scene, that there's no other surveillance cameras. It makes no sense to me. So I have to assume that they strategically released specific ones. And I, and I want to, like, I want to give them credit and say it's to measure a reaction from the suspects. But at the same time, I think you might be right, John, that it's more of a convenience thing because it was a police department. So assuming they have other videos, none of them got a license plate. So earlier this year, Deanna and I were invited to convention on crime and she was working on a cold case uh, that where it was like a shooting outside a club and it had gone down every road and was coming to nowhere. She's talking to one of her coworkers, and they said, hey, have you done a geofence? And she's like, well, geofence, what's that? He goes, oh, go to Google and ask them to provide you all the information about people that were in that area. You draw a radius of fence. And what people don't know that when you're in your car and you haven't changed the settings on your phone, it can track you as you're driving. So when you're looking at Google Maps and it says, oh, there's traffic in front of you because the people in the phones in that car are sharing their location and showing how fast they're moving. And that information is collected through Google Maps. There's also your unique identifier number. You talk about cat food and the next thing you know, you're getting all these ads for cat food. Each of your phone, each person is giving a unique identifier number. There's actually a company that's made of two retired police officers. That that's what they do. They collect this unique identif- uh, advertising numbers and they do something called a life pattern analysis. And they can tell, looking at all the ads and stuff you get, that this person might live in this area. So the detective in Atlanta did this geofence and it came up with like only two or three cell phones. And one of the cell phones led to the person who she believes committed the crime. So I'm wondering. I'm wondering if the police here in Florida 
have done something similar. Hopefully the person was, you know, not smart enough and had a cell phone on them and they geofence it. Maybe they have, we don't know, but that would be a great way to find out who the person was if they had a cell phone turned on and was with them at all times. And they didn't know how to, and they didn't know how to change the settings on the phone. How would the killer know Jared was coming and that there were no other cars surround, like behind him? Somebody had to be helping him. Right. Mm -hmm. So she is at the house, right? So she's not very likely. Very, she's not following Jared. Or did they use an air tracker? When he went... Did they put something on his car? Or a GPS tracker of any kind, right? When he went to ice cream with the kids and he was, you know, inside yeah. eating ice cream, did somebody come up to his car? That is a great question because... If somebody did mess with this car and put like a GPS tracker on it, they would have had to drive all the way to St. Augustine, right? Mm -hmm. In that truck, presumably, put the tracker on and then go get in position, which could easily be done. So it sounds like we need to find uh, the we need to find the ice cream location place. So some people on Reddit created a subreddit talking about the Jared case and they've been sharing a lot of information on their full of great stuff and made it easy for us thank you all from that subreddit confirmation bias is a thing and john and i working together will naturally you'll feed off each other and you want to you want to make sure that you're not agreeing with evidence that you are you don't want to get wrapped up in things and take things at face value and you can easily do that when you're doing this kind of work so you want people to go, no, this is wrong, and this is why. And uh, you can't take that kind of stuff personally either. You just kind of have to go, oh, yeah, you know what? That's, you're right. And you learn from that. You stuff it in your brain, and you remember that the next time you do something. Confirmation bias is a hell of a drug. So if everybody doesn't know, Reddit is a very popular website that people can go on to and find out like what's going on and make comments and on Reddit you can make your own subreddit about a topic you like. After the incident happened in February of this year, uh, somebody made a Jared subreddit and like there it was like seven months ago and their first post was uh, Reddit sleuth, let's solve it. And I thought, oh no. <laughs> right. After reading it. And so when I went on the subreddit for Jared and I kind of went through every single post this week, you know, I, mm -hmm. I, I started getting that feeling we have again. If I'm able to do it, Deanna is able to do it. That means anybody's able to do it, including the person they suspect who may have committed this crime, which on Reddit, the subreddit, it's pretty clear. They have an opinion who yes. is responsible for the Jared's death. Yes. And so what's <laughs> happened is, is these people all well-meaning, good, good intentions. Hey, let's solve this. You know, this heinous murder of a loving father who got killed and they're posting things like, oh, here's so-and-so's social media profile. And mm -hmm. then a short time later, boom, it's down. Like they literally have a thread about, oh, here's so-and-so's Instagram account. And then boom, it's all gone. Or here's so-and-so's family member's Facebook page. Mm -hmm. And now it's all locked up. So it's all like good intentions. They mean well and they're trying to do it. 
but in the end, it ended up having like scrubbing the internet of things that I think you and I would have found useful. Right. That was a perfect example. So Mario, the ex-wife's husband, current husband, um, he had an Instagram account. It was full of information that we could have gone through, right? They were posting about on Reddit and they would link to the post and then people would go make comments on, you know, that Instagram post and the ex or the, the current husband, Mario, was like, F this and just deleted his entire Instagram. So now all of that is gone. He had an Instagram. He had a YouTube uh, profile. He had a Reddit account. He had a Reddit account, which they identified. So the moral of the story is, is if you're trying to track somebody down and you think they're the person responsible, you might not want to publicly post what you're looking at because they're going to know it too, which is the same thing right. that happened to us with the cat killing videos. The person was responsible right. was lurking in amongst the people and seeing everything we were commenting about. Until we decided, Deanna and I and a few people say, hey, let's go in private and not share these things publicly. So unfortunately, there was a treasure trove of information on the people who they suspect that's now no longer available to us. There are some snippets of things, some screenshots and things like that. Like Mm -hmm. I saw the video of him shooting the gun at the firing range and all that. But, you know, the things you and I look for, we can no longer look for it again. So I was a little... I was like, oh, God, I wish that was there so we could look at it. And so it kind of got to me this weekend, and I wanted to touch base on it a little bit more. And the good, the good when you have a public search like this um, or a public discussion like this is that you can get a lot of different opinions about one piece of, like, what you would consider evidence, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can get a lot of explanations for that evidence, or you can also get like confirmation that it's actually a piece of possible evidence. But then you yep. also basically are warning the suspect, right? Hey, this is what we found. And then, you know, well-meaning people, again, they'll go to the, those profiles and start commenting hate, right? Like, you're going to die in hell for what you did, uh, how dare you, know, you? How da- and, and like I kind of said in the documentary it's just noise right um, and, and it's emotional right people are upset this wonderful father of four is, is gone and so the person on the other end of that is just like I ain't dealing with this for a freaking Instagram account and just deletes it and now the police who's I mean it's more important that the police have access to this stuff not necessarily us but now the police doesn't even have access to that right Hive mind. The hive mind, right. And there's a reason it's called the hive mind, too. That's another thing. If you get 50 people together and 10 of those people appear to be really smart and aggressive in their posting and they're finding a lot of information, the other 40 people are going to naturally agree with them, right? You're very rarely going to get people that will speak up like you and I did with the with Luca. You're very rarely going to get people that are going to speak up and go, hey, wait a minute. This doesn't sound right right it's hard to do that it's it's difficult to do that and you go against the hive mind right so that's also something to keep in mind when you're doing these kind of things and I don't talk about these kinds of things on like my TikTok or my Facebook or my Instagram because of that right we've we've done things privately forever in fact this podcast is the only time we've ever done something publicly let's stop here for another quick break 
Hey guys, Mario Lopez here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit biotoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness. Kick back and spread some positivity into the world. From smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports, on stages, and at the box office, women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to Women Take the Mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs, and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon. Serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty System for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Last time you and I spoke, we mainly focused on the security cam footage. But we didn't, We what we didn't nail down was when those pictures or videos were taken. And that's what we were going to do tonight. I was kind of searching. I know there's three security camera videos we found. The two from the police station and then the one from the business right down the street from police station. Right. But while I was searching, there seems to be a screenshot of the same vehicle. So the ones, the videos we see is obviously at night, right? Car lights are on everything. But in one of these, it's like a screenshot. There's another video, which I don't know if we have seen yet, but it's obviously in the evening. The sun's out. It's like sunset twilight time. And so I was like, well, I wonder what time the sun set on February 16th in Jacksonville, Florida. So I just went online to Sunday, suntoday.org, plugged in the date, and it said, you know, sunset at 6.16 p.m., um, 
on February 16th. Mm -hmm. And then when I was looking at that picture screenshot, a link to an article, the police said they were looking for a time frame. And I think you mentioned this, Deanna, between 530, 530 and 830, right? So that, I believe, I yeah. So the police said they're looking for, if you saw this vehicle between 530 and 830, so that tells us that that video where we haven't seen, but it's obviously from the screenshot during the day, that that video was recorded before the incident because the incident happens around 7.30 at night, right? So there's no way that whatever that screenshot of that truck is, it happened during the sun was still up. That's what I know. So it's, it's kind of eerie. More on that next time. True Crimes is executive produced by Stephanie Lidecker, Deanna Thompson, Courtney Armstrong, Jeff Shane, Andrew Arno, and me, John Green. Additional producing by Connor Powell and Gabe Castile. Editing by Jeff Twa. Music by Vanacore Music. True Crimes is a production of iHeartRadio and KT Studios. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, please visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.